It's Randalicious. Welcome to the SEO Rant. I am your host, Bordy Oberson. You might know me better as Wix's head of SEO branding, but I will remind you that this podcast has absolutely nothing to do with that. This is pure, unofficial Morty Magic and Morty Mania. Where can you find the SEO Rant? Congratulations. It's your lucky day. You're listening. You already found it. But not to be snarky, you can find it at the SEORant.com, at SEORant on Twitter, on Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever great, mediocre, and terrible podcasts are found. We're there. Uh, in case you don't know where to find a podcast, Google it, where to find podcasts. SEORant comes out typically on Thursdays, but if I don't have time to do an episode, I don't do one. So it does make sense to subscribe or ever again you consume your podcast, unless you're listening in your friend's car, in which case I don't know how you subscribe to your friend's car. Anyway, for your listening pleasure, she is the founder of, uh, this is cool, uh, Therapy SEO. She's and was a going to be a therapist, somehow ended up as an SEO, now doing SEO for therapists, which is so super niche and so super cool. She's Christy Plantiga. How are you? Good. Hi. Happy to be here, of course. I'm really happy you're here. First off, so you were telling before the podcast started how you got into this, because that's a really niche space. Yeah. Yeah. So like you mentioned, I was going to become a therapist. I was in the, uh, you're a good listener in middle and high school to therapist pipeline, uh, as many other (laughs) therapists are. Um, but towards the end of college, I just didn't feel like I had a graduate degree in me. Um, and I was the kind of person I wanted to be a therapist, but I really just needed therapy. So I decided (laughs) to put that on hold. (laughs) Um, and I pursued writing because that's what I was good at. So I ended up getting my master's degree in written communication within that program. Uh, I found marketing and SEO specifically, and the the SEO I do anyways is very like writing and content focused. So it was a perfect fit for me. Luckily, an SEO agency hired me. Looking back, I have no idea why because I <laughs> did not have anything <laughs> really ready for that. Um, and a couple years into working in an agency. I always knew I wanted to work for myself and I knew that I wanted to be niche and, you know, right away, of course, SEO for therapists, you know, it's my passion for mental health and all that stuff. And it's been really cool since I started October, 2019, SEO for therapists was searched 40 times per month. And today it's like 150 times. That's awesome. According to Ahrefs. So I definitely think it's a bit more of a movement. Um, And yeah, I absolutely love it. It's amazing, by the way. First off, very I, I, after my own heart from the content side of SEO, starting off as a writer, then entering SEO through that weird door that we all end up in SEO somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's like a like a black hole that somehow I where am I? Oh, I'm in SEO now. Um, <laughs> but today we're going to talking about keyword research and how it's a bit different for you because you work with therapists. So it's keyword research for the mental health space. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What's that like? different (laughs) Um, than the past. So previously I was working at an agency that worked with lawyers. Um, So when we talk about informational keywords, the straight up information, you know, how do I get out of a speeding ticket? Or, you know, can I sue someone for slipping in Walmart? Very much, you know, straightforward (laughs) kind of topics. Um, And that's what I was used to. So then when I switched over to the therapy industry, I was trying to target these very much question-based things like how do I manage anxiety? But the issue is, although therapy, that world isn't super competitive, it does overlap with the medical world. 
So then as soon as you get into medical keywords, then it's just like, you know, I have to have that conversation with my clients. I'm like, you're amazing, but there's no way that this is ever going to happen for you. And I'm sorry, but let's be honest. Yeah, I, like you're kind of competing with like the Mayo Clinic, Psychology Today, WebMD, Harvard Health, that um, edu, Johns Hopkins. So unless you're Johns Hopkins. <laughs> my name yeah. is Johns Hopkins. Does that help? No. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, good luck. But I mean, we can compete with like psychology today and stuff. That's you know, true. I can do that. But yeah, I just I'm like, there's no no way. So I had to get creative. Um, and so instead of searching for just these question based sort of things or not even question based, but very much straightforward, factual information, after talking to my clients about some of the things that their clients talk about in session, we instead started targeting thoughts, feelings, frustrations, fears, and even things like, I just kind of, and we've all been there, right? Like we're, it's late at night, we're feeling something, and then we just go to Google and we put a desperate question in. <laughs> Is right. this horrible? Right. You know, what am I supposed to do about more of these kind of I guess, like emotional, cognitive kinds of things. So I would take, you know, how do I manage anxiety to how do I fall asleep at night or something like that and get really like long tail with it. But really, right. it's just parsing it in a different way, I guess. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I did a study on this a couple of years ago, something like, I'm trying to remember the numbers. When you go top level or short tail with a health query, mm -hmm. Something like 70 to like 80% of the SERP is are like super authorities or dot govs. Yep. And and the rest are like basically like, you know, news websites or, you know, uh, journals or organizations like heart.org, whatever it is. But then when you go long tail with it, it opens up to like 50% of the SERP. All of a sudden it opens up to you. Mm, yeah. Which is I mean, obviously a lot more space. <laughs> yeah, a lot more space. Um, you know, and I have clients with brand new websites. Um, and so I do a lot of consulting work. I don't just do SEO for people. So I teach therapists how to do this stuff as well. Cool. And they'll be ranking for topics within like three months and their websites really aren't much of anything. So I think that additionally with, you know, targeting these long tail keywords, therapists are very much a population that no one really listens to. We think we respect them, but we don't really, you know, take their... Yeah, we just don't treat them very well, basically. Um, so actually, the yeah, right. But the um, the voice that they have and the subject matter expertise that they have, they can speak better to these topics than anyone else can, in my opinion. And again, like we've we've both been there, SEO writers writing about topics we had no business writing about. <laughs> like I don't know about you, but <laughs> I've written in some industries that I was like, who hired me to do this? Um, but they're truly the subject matter expert in a much more nuanced, deep kind of way. You are so speaking my language right now because it ties <laughs> right into Wix. I'm not trying to be silly here, but a couple of maybe a year and a half ago or so, um, there was an SEO named Rob May out of Canada who was going to do an experiment comparing Wix to WordPress. And John Mueller was, hey, you know, if you do that, you really have to build like two legit websites. So these experiments tend not to really be accurate. Mm. And then somehow the conversation went to where John said, for the most part, the CMS is, so your, your Wix is your Shopify, your Squarespace of the world, handle most of the technical things well enough, meaning that allows a business owner to write content. 
And that's generally where these sites have problems is with their content. So let them use a self-hosted, uh, I'm sorry, not a self-hosted uh, uh, CMS solution. Let them go to a, a closed CMS so they can write content because, and this is why I think is like so accurate about what you're saying. Some content marketing agency in Nebraska somewhere is not a content expert on whatever topic you're dealing with. What they're doing is they're going to Google. They're saying, oh, you know what? I can do this slightly better. We've all done it, you know? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not crapping on that, but I'm absolutely crapping on that. Um, and the problem is that there's actually a content shortage. If you look at some of the things Google said around the product review update, you can kind of like read between the lines what John's saying. Like there is a shortage of legit content. Well, mm -hmm. Google says, yeah, we found 4 million gazillion results in 0.3 seconds. Only like five of them are not fluff or top level or deep enough or not deep yeah. enough. Scratch averse. I don't know. Most yeah. of the content is out there is not great. So yeah, while there's a ton of content, there's a mm -hmm. gap for good content. So having someone like you working with a, 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 a small business or an SME or a therapist in this case, letting them write that content and focusing them where they should be writing, they are the experts, let them write it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I teach, I kind of use this approach to them. So a lot of my business right now is just teaching because therapists are, can actually be very good at SEO. I sometimes am like, is she better at SEO Because <laughs> they do so well. So. But how I teach content, because a lot of them get kind of choked up. They're like, well, I'm not a writer. And I'm like, did you go to graduate school? Of course you're a writer, but whatever. Like, we'll deal with that another time. But I teach them this approach where, you know, one side we do the research. We have our keyword. We look at, you know, who's writing what. We look at the auto suggestions. We look at the, you know, people also ask box. We also have this other side of it, which is 50%, maybe even more important, is I call it your two cents. And I say, if you had half an hour to sit down with somebody about this topic, what would you say to them? What would you be remiss not to mention that maybe other blog posts aren't? Um, and that just, it just, it really just allows them to like be themselves and really get into that subject matter expertise space. Cause I find if there are too many restrictions in terms of SEO, since it is a style of writing, um, they choke a little bit sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, but I do think it is getting to the point where good content does win like we don't have to do a lot of optimization on page stuff for them to do amazing no. so i think it is headed that way i think it's yeah it's it definitely is heading that way because i think what's happening is that google's like it's a whole idea of machine learning is that it, it profiles what good content um is I, I i do not usually quote john mueller this often in a single episode but <laughs> john mueller once said um <laughs> on somebody's grave is it gonna be like john mueller once said john mueller once said <laughs> that what they do is for um, the profile content to understand content, they'll look at a, the way that content looks, sounds, and feels like for a particular vertical mm -hmm. and compare what they understand it to be to what you have in your yeah. site, which is basically what machine learning does. Like we understand content to be or good content to be X or a website that speaks of a, uh, the topic in a qualitatively superior way to look, feel like, and sound like X. Does mm -hmm. your site match up? So yeah. now language becomes far more important. If they can understand, like if they go, let's say in this case, right, they go to mental health websites that are super authorities, right? So they go to, you know, Harvard. How is Harvard talking about this topic? Now let's compare it to how you're talking about this topic. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's really, you're really thin. That's not good. We're not going to rank you. So it is yeah. very much about writing actually good content that is doing SEO now, which is amazing that we're finally getting to that point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it does. 
it's, you know, it's, it is hard. And I definitely, you know, in terms of people just ranking, because we have the skill set, you know, that's kind of a scary superpower a little bit. But that is one of the reasons I'm pretty selective about the practices I work with. You know, they have to be committed to anti-racism. They have to be, you know, affirming of the queer and trans community because they do have that ability. They do have that power. So I'm not going to teach you this. Yeah. I feel like you're going to go out and traumatize everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, therapists are great at SEO, which I just, you know, I wouldn't have thought going into it, but they're amazing. Well, they, hopefully they're good at connecting with people. So <laughs> right. <laughs> that is kind of yeah. their job. Yeah. It always kind of reminds me, you know, it's like, when I'm teaching SEO, it's always this kind of tongue-in-cheek thing where, you know, it, the Google says it's about user experience and good content. You know, if I were to, like, summarize it in more of, like, humanistic terms. But I was like, but we can also do this thing to that image. <laughs> you know? So it's very much, it's like, how do you balance that? You know? No, there's definitely, listen, there's definitely loopholes or gaps in the system. Like, for my very podcast, I have on the homepage best seo podcast did i write this because google <laughs> thinks the best. that is it the best um probably not but google has this gap where if you search for best seo podcast there's podcasts ranking in their carousel that it's called the best seo podcast and that's because there's a gap there so i'm just going to capitalize on that and look there are things like it's not to say the optimization doesn't matter things like um, page structure often matter. If you have your H2s and your H3s and your H1 obviously set up in a structured way, that's good for users, by the way, for the most part. Sometimes we go a little bit too overboard with the structure. Um, so yeah, those things do matter or having your images optimized certainly can speed up your, your, your page. And if you're in a tight niche, that could be a difference maker for Core Web Vitals. Most likely not, let's be honest. But all these things do matter. But fundamentally, the asset is content people are going to websites not because your image is optimized but for content whether that be kind of better product or therapy content yeah yeah and i think yeah just the the constrictions that a long tail keyword provides are really really important i think for my uh clients because oh, what was the one that one of my clients had it was like why do i feel bad about myself and That's a great I, keyword oh yeah and there's tons like this right and she was just like, where do I start? <laughs> you know, and I did, I gave the same advice I always do. If you had 30 minutes of your time, what would you be remiss not to mention? You know, and that just really opens it up. So then if she had something like huge, like how to manage anxiety or what are the symptoms of depression? It's just like, I don't know. I just, that, that content, I think, is almost kind of naturally thin because it's so vague. So mm -hmm. we can just create the best content within these constraints of pretty long tail specific keywords, you know? What are some, I don't want to put you on the spot and you can say, I don't have it on the top of my head, but what are some other examples of this? Cause it's always like, here's a we yeah, long tail keywords, target long tail keywords, but then actually targeting them. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. And what you get from the tools I've found not to, not, not to, you know, disparaging the tools in any way is you get suggestions. They are long tail, but if you actually talk to real users, if you talk to say a therapist who's really empathetic, they don't really align all the time to what actual people are really looking for, what they actually need. So yeah, what are some so, other examples maybe? Yeah. So, I mean, I just take it from my client's mouth 
you know, I we have an extensive kind of discovery call and we'll get a little bit of information about them. But for the most part, it's like, I'm just asking them for keywords, basically. <laughs> and after doing this for so long, I'm like, what's the fastest way I can get this done? Um, so at this point, I just kind of go through the different kind of realms of a person's life, romantic, personal, family, work, and then we just kind of list these different things out. And sometimes they are too vague and I'm like, eh, it's not going to work for me, but maybe I'll do my kind of like long tail keyword tweaks sort of thing. But it totally depends on a client's niche. Um, I do have some examples if you'd like to hear them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's do it. So this is a client who works with young adults um, and college age students who are, you know, very much high achieving. So we have keywords like how to stop stressing yourself out. Am I taking on too much? How to loosen up? Feeling let down by friends? Dating the wrong person? How to deal with toxic parents? That's a really big one. <laughs> I should like Google some that family one. of origin. <laughs> yeah, popular topic, believe <laughs> it or not. <laughs> but yeah, that's so amazing. All sorts of stuff like that. Those are and those, great those keywords. Are concrete. Yeah, those are pretty concrete compared to some of the other ones I do, but. She just told me this stuff and I was like, all right, I'll find it. <laughs> so that's where I kind of feel SEOs go the wrong route with this. Let's go to a tool. Let's go to Semrush, go to Ahrefs, go to Mangles, go to wherever you're getting your keywords from. Go to the SERP. Mm -hmm. But if a business owner is really empathetic and really in touch really with empathy, if they're really in touch with the people that they're targeting, so they know better than any tool what their clients are looking for, but the people who are going to be searching for their kind of business or looking for, let them tell you. Because it really yeah. starts with empathy. I think that I like to use a tool to sort of like refine it or maybe maybe touch on yeah. some subtopics that maybe relate to it that they might not even have thought of themselves. But fundamentally, it starts with, I understand my audience and what they want. Mm -hmm. I don't need a tool to tell me there's no search volume, there is search volume for that. Yeah, yeah. It, it is kind of interesting, you know, I think when you get out of school, you're so focused on those hard skills of what you have to know. And as SEOs, we have a ton of them, right? But I definitely think I went into this niche for a couple reasons. One, because I knew that my empathy was really going to help me kick ass for my clients. But also, I think just because I understand the mental health world, I'm able to just find those a lot more easily. So I think yeah. if people weren't as psychoeducated, it would be a little tougher for them. No, I get it. Look, I understand. I understand where it comes from. When you're working with your, let's say, a SaaS platform, or you're that kind of company, you're, let's say, you're a bigger SaaS platform, or whatever bigger company it is. So you're trying to find content targets to go after, and you don't necessarily know. So you need a tool to help you discover them, or you're trying to do this at scale. So you're trying to find masses amounts of suggestions, mass produce masses amounts of content. And I understand why you would try to automate that process or technologicify use of George Bushification, that process. <laughs> but then if that's, that kind of thing filters down to when you're working with SMEs and SMBs, you don't need to do that. And you're better off not doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just wouldn't work, honestly. Again, you know, Google's smart, but we're still smarter. Um, and they don't always understand the connections between these things. Like they would never find the connection, how to loosen up and how to deal with toxic parents, right? Like they yeah. would never make that connection, but my client does. And I can then translate that and use a tool to refine, like you said, but I would never automate it. Like I would teach it to someone as I do 
to many, many people, I teach this to them, but I would never trust it to be automated. On that happy note, where can people <laughs> find you? <laughs> yeah, so I'm on Twitter. I should probably be more active there. I'm more of a stalker to like, you know, <laughs> stay updated on industry news. <laughs> and memes. Um, but and memes, yes. There's that uh, uh, Lord of the Serp account that twitter account do you follow that one it's oh, no. like my absolute wait favorite. now i have they to do not get out. enough they do not, do I not get know enough about coverage. that <laughs> it's so good it's like Where's my favorite seo account um so that's that but i'm more active on instagram but that's also more oh, of cool. a um, kind of like a public facing thing for my clients but that is becoming a little bit more personal stuff but i have a blog i have an email list um but yeah, I feel like the best way to get in touch with me is just send me a DM and <laughs> I'm happy to talk to anyone. You know, it's like when you're working for yourself, you feel a little disconnected. Right. Uh, sometimes from the industry. So I'm always happy to connect with people and especially if they're interested, you know, in this space. And, you know, even I've had so many people ask me how to find a therapist. So if you need help finding a therapist, you know, you <laughs> all sorts of stuff. I'm a, I'm a wealth <laughs> of knowledge with that. Amazing. Well, thank you for this really cool conversation. This is yeah. not only stimulating, but like so cathartic. Yes, I know. Two two writers coming together, talking about this content. Not the usual take on SEO. Awesome. Um, <laughs> where can you find the SEO rent again? You just listened to an entire episode. So why do I need to tell you this? Literally. But you can find it at the SEO rent.com, wherever you find podcasts. You don't know where a podcast is. You don't know what a podcast is. Just Google it. Um, at SEO Rant on Twitter, new episodes every Thursday. I'm saying that I should know that Thursday, new episodes every Thursday. And, you know, tune in, Christy. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Happy, happy to be on. Awesome. Well, toodles. <laughs>